0: Welcome back to the Chirpin' Yodis podcast, your favorite fan-made podcast. It is Thanksgiving week, we have a Thanksgiving-themed episode, It's Better Than Gravy. Boys, Stathead Granny, my main man Chase,
1: and the Panthers fan. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. It's been a funner week than I'm used to as a Coyotes fan as a Um, Getting ready for Turkey Day, work retail, so you know how that goes this week uh aside from that like i said just watching hockey enjoying this little run that the coyotes have been on what about you chase
2: yeah so i'm here man it's been kind of refreshing to watch the boys put together some performances that uh that we can you know kind of be proud of and see some strides being taken um so that's always good and then obviously just making preparations for thanksgiving here as well lots to be thankful for even though um obviously everybody's got some you know some things that aren't great but uh just remember to focus on the positives this week and there's lots of stuff that we can all be thankful for and all that good stuff so um you know i'm excited and uh enjoy talking hockey with you boys how about you haynes
3: yeah i'm doing well you know uh granny i'm with you i'm i'm in retail so not looking forward to Black Friday. We're kinda of getting slammed recently with the whole week we do like a whole week of Black Friday sales, so we're kinda of getting hit. Not looking forward to uh, the whole uh Black Friday day. But uh yeah, you know, it's good to be seeing winning hockey. Uh it, Pat Brown's making the jokes, new profile pick, hasn't lost uh has, has gone to play in every game that he had and has had the new uh new profile picks. So shout out to him. But yeah, been good hockey recently. But what about you, uh Tyler, how you doing?
0: Uh, hanging in there. I also am still working retail for the time being, but an auto parts store. So I don't think too many people clamoring in uh, for our Black Friday deals, but we'll see how it goes. Um, well, since it is Thanksgiving, as you guys have seen the bonus section popping up, I'm sure you guys have been sweating that one. Uh, my question for you boys, real quick, is uh, what is the best part of Thanksgiving food-wise? What's the best part? Is it the turkey? The s- stuffing? If you call it anything else other than stuffing, you're wrong. Um which for your part, boys? Anybody can go
1: first on that one. Oh, it's definitely the dressing, man. It's definitely oh, the drug <laughs> In all seriousness. <laughs> um, my mom's green bean casserole. It is to die for. Can't tell you what she puts in it. I couldn't make it myself if I wanted to. And I've tried other green bean casseroles and they're not good.
2: My mom Yeah, I mean for me, um, I'm more of the mashed potatoes guy. And then um, bad take here probably for you boys, but I can't stand the turkey, man. I, it's honey baked ham for me or bust. So, um, and then the dinner rolls. So I love having the leftover ham and the dinner rolls and making little mini ham sandwich sliders the next couple days. It's fantastic. That is definitely my favorite part. Um, I usually, you know, have three meals of that for probably about three days after Thanksgiving. So it lasts me usually through the weekend. That's what I look forward to the most every year. How <laughs> about you, Ains?
3: Yeah, you know I'm 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 with you there, Chase. I'm a, I'm kind of a picky person. I'm not the biggest fan. Like I, I'm not a turkey guy. I don't. I'll eat on a sandwich, but like I'm not I'm not a Thanksgiving turkey guy. I don't like the you know stuffing, cranberry stuff. Like I I like my simple stuff. I like like mac and cheese. I love me any rolls on Thanksgiving, and then my mom makes this stuff called caprese potatoes, which is like pretty much a layer of mashed potatoes. Covered in like shredded cheese and peco breadcrumbs, and it's baked. It's by far the best thing I eat on Thanksgiving on a day in which I only either eat rolls or mac and cheese. But yeah, what about you, Tyler?
0: Those potatoes sound absolutely divine. By the way, that is the greatest so starch. Good, man. Oh, I'll just man. send some to you. I might just show up at your door, actually. Surprise! <laughs> um,
3: I would be surprised if you did.
0: <laughs> it's my job. I got. I got to be a pest. Anywho. With mine, uh, I like the turkey. It's all right. I'm not crazy about it. I don't, you know, eat it for four days afterward. I I can't, actually. Uh, but I like the, yeah, the mac and cheese is good, the rolls especially. the roll, I, I can decimate a pack of rolls uh, for sure. So real simple, more of a Christmas guy. So the Christmas episode, I'll have a little bit more uh, better answer. <laughs> but to get into the uh, the hockey, since with that little stuff out of the way, We've been playing pretty good, I'd say. We beat the Red Wings. We got a couple points. We beat the Kings. Got a couple points. How uh, how
1: are we feeling, boys? Mixed. Yeah, on oh. one hand. Yeah, I can see that. It is tank season, but it's nice to win. It is tank season, and you do want to make sure you get that highest pick possible. It's what this team needs going forward. Um, I'm glad for the wins. I'm glad for the points. But... Let's also be completely frank here, and I hate to be the buzzkill this early, but even in our wins, we've had long stretches where we just get absolutely outclassed. Mm -hmm. We we have won because of goaltending and goaltending alone. Mm -hmm. If, If either veggie or wedgie slip up, we're going to go right back down. Not as bad as we were. And that is, for me, what I'm taking pleasure in is we're not as bad as we were. We're not the absolute, horrible, on pace to be the worst team in any professional league ever. <laughs> Which is what it really looked like we were trending towards when the season started. We're not that. The guys we want producing, Keller has, what, five points in this four-game po- run? Kikran has four points, Kraus has three, Hayton has those two goals. The guys we want to be producing, the guys that are going to be here long-term, are producing, and that's important. Um, And then the guys that are going to be trade bait, like Zingle and Ghost Despair, because they're not here long-term, they're going to be trade bait, they're producing, and they're up in their value as well. We're still going to be a bad team. That's not changed, but it is nice to see some wins and it is nice to get that just have a nice little run of fun hockey for a change. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what about you boys?
3: Yeah, you know, I agree with you here, Grandy. I think, um, and I, especially the goaltending, you know, we look back at this team, uh, let's say before St. Louis, let's look before St. Louis and those two games of four off the top of my head, can't remember who they were against, but. Veggie, I know, was in two of those games. And two goals, first five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes of the first period, giving up two goals, fall behind, fall behind, don't win those hockey games. Veggie comes in against St. Louis. We start off strong. We stay strong. We end up winning. L.A., Veggie plays strong. keep strong. We get back in after going down behind one, even though we were heavily outplayed, which you mentioned as well. Same with Detroit. This team has shown, especially in these last four or five games, that goaltending is really what's gonna steal this team's wins. And if Wedgie keeps playing the way we way we are, he's gonna steal a lot of wins. And if Veggie can play like the way he is now and not regress to what he was a week and a half ago, this team could steal a lot of wins. But it's been predominantly your goaltending is what has helped the guys a lot recently. But you know, you can't discredit guys like Hayden and Keller and Krauss and Goshbere and and Zingle and you know, those guys have played their role too, Capo Bianco. And, I mean, you, it definitely is goalie in the day, but you got to give some credit to the guys. They are starting to find that chemistry built with each other.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with both of you, to be honest. Um, like you said, Grandy, there's some stretches there where we just totally get lost and outclassed there. Um, but goaltending has definitely been there. Um, and then uh, everybody's been stepping up and playing their role. Capo uh, Bianco has been impressive to me he's stuck out um, Chikrin you know finally getting some points consistently it feels like uh, Kells looks great uh, Hayton you know playing a actual 200 foot game you know I mean stepping it up defensively as well on the back check and stuff like that um, but I mean so I, I'm feeling good with these last couple of games. It's it's nice to see, nice to have some success every once in a while. Obviously, in a year like this, uh, but when you look at it, these are still extremely low scoring games. Um, I think both of them ended up being two to one, uh, so still not getting over that three goal mark, which you know is, is going to be a rarity for us. Obviously, um, that's why it kind of tends to lean heavily on goaltending for us. Um, as far as that goes, just because I mean we just don't score much, but uh, you know been been pleasantly pleased with with the performances. Um, always like to see it, especially after you know those those long stretches of where it was just so bleak and and I mean didn't look like there was anything going on as far as uh, good hockey goes. So. But, you know, it's, it's nice to have some little streaks in here and here and there, even if it isn't for an entire game. Uh, you know, kind of got to take the positives out of it and keep focused on that and remember that there's better times ahead. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I've, been, I've been pleased with the last couple performances from, from our boys. So, uh, Tyler, you got anything to add?
0: Really just uh, fun games to watch. Uh, that's what I'm here for. I mean, I don't mind rebuilding. I know we're going to take some L's, or a lot of L's, uh, but as long as the product is good, we're in the fight and we're we're playing real well. That's all I can really ask for, especially in the tank season. So it's been a, it's been a nice breath of fresh fresh air, excuse me, this week uh, in regards to how they've been playing. So you guys are yeah, nail, hit the nail on the head on that one. Uh, but next, I'd like to, if I may, boys, take the floor for a minute here. Uh, so Matt, shut. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm sure I did. Um, he was our um, hockey fights cancer um, recipient, I guess, participant, whatever you want to call that, uh, this year. And uh, cancer's a big deal for me. I lost one very close to me uh, with uh, from cancer, and so it's always just been a real soft spot. And I just, I've absolutely loved how much the Coyotes have just really embraced that with everything that they've done, with especially with Layton and now Matt. I mean, it's just been. It makes me. Just the absolute proudest Coyotes fan ever. Like that is that's my team. I could proudly say, I mean, we may not be great on the ice right now. Like, like Chase said, uh, perfectly, uh, brighter times ahead. Um, but that was just a really good moment seeing. You know, he, he got to get Steve Eiserman to be like on meet him, and I can't imagine. Mean I'd be starstruck having those two in the same room like he did. I was like, man, you could uh, honestly, you can go ahead and uh, pack it in, boys. That's my my top peak leaving, living. Excuse me. And we won that night. My cousin actually got to go. So I made some cool pictures. So it was really cool that uh, they got to go ahead and go to that. Um, But boys, do you have any uh, thoughts on the Hockey Fights Cancer Night or anything about that game?
1: Yeah, if I may. Um, We probably wouldn't have nearly as much, at least in the women's hockey or girls hockey, young girls hockey, without Matt shot. There's a real chance... Matt Schott is the second most important person in Arizona hockey to Shane Doan. What he's done to develop and grow the game here, what he's done for youth hockey, and all of this is just, it can't be understated. I've never met him in person. I didn't live in the Phoenix area when I lived in Arizona. But everyone I know that's major into hockey, that plays, that does stuff in Phoenix, they all rave about the guy. They all they all talk about the personal impact he's had on their lives. So he is a huge part of the state and a huge part of the state's drive for hockey um so it was awesome to see him honored like that uh but yeah that's really all i have to say on the subject you covered most of the rest of it pretty well what about you uh haynes
3: yeah you know i I mean i really don't have much to add there you guys have kind of tackled you know kind of everything about who matt shot is you know this guy embodies hockey in arizona you know you pointed that out granny this guy is someone that everybody that's involved in hockey in the state knows him and knows how much they mean them and what he's done for them and you know like you granny i've never been to arizona i've never met the guy i've never stepped foot in the state of arizona i'm all the way out here on the east coast in south carolina but just listening to how he's touched so many people like listening last year or in a you the years before or last year when they honored Leighton and just talking about Leighton Ocardo and, you know, just listening to kind of how she impacted people's lives and w- w- how she really touched people. And, you know, I hear that with Matt Shaw and, you know, he's honestly an inspiration to a lot in Arizona. He's done a lot for that game in Arizona and, you know, honor was a great honor for the Coyotes. When well, It was a great move by the Coyotes to honor a guy like him for what he's done. And, honestly just great move by the team and I you know appreciate that for what they did and you know recognizing him for what he's done
2: yeah you guys said it great so uh, definitely um, you know I, I've never I, I've lived in Arizona for a long time I've been around the rink a bunch but uh, never met him personally just uh, heard stories and uh, just a great ambassador for the game um, and uh, you know Definitely uh, has, uh, like Grandy alluded to, put his fingerprints are all over the hockey world. Here, um, anytime you hear about uh, you know any any youth or um, like Granny said, female like Kachinas hockey or you know anything like that, um, this this guy's name comes up a lot. Um, it reminds me, I, I saw a really beautiful thread from Cat Silverman um talking about this uh when when um he was honored before the game on hockey fights cancer night um and it was just a it was, it's this great thread if you can just go seek that out so Cat silverman on twitter i can't remember what her handle is but uh it was it was awesome um pretty much just a nice guy has always you know lent time and you know had many conversations and, and all that good stuff with her uh so she, it was a very nice appreciation post by her um but uh yeah i mean we're pulling for you man obviously um you know we need you to come through and all that good stuff and uh we'll be in your corner until until forever so um and so I, I would agree uh um, our organization i mean i know lots of uh, every organization you know honors honors people for you know this, this cancer or hockey fights cancer uh but I, I really do feel like the coyotes have done a an excellent job um you know being there for for the cancer community and, and all that good stuff so uh definitely like tyler alluded to i'm very proud of the coyotes organization in that regards and like I said, man.
0: And, uh, yeah, thanks boys uh, for all your responses. Uh, and just an absolute, again, a tip of the cap to the Coyotes organization. I mean, I, I agree. I haven't seen as much coverage and again, maybe not be in the same circles, um, as much as the Coyotes do with hockey fights, cancer. And I just absolutely just, I love about the organization. I really, really, uh, appreciate it. And for all those fighting, um, just absolutely stay fighting. We're in your corner. Uh, but to change gears. uh, we have we're bringing back our help me understand. And this week, boys, I decided to pick the topic. Hope that's okay. Um, so it's kind of a with with the I kind of see how do I put this hockey kind of changing in a certain direction, right? And one mm. of the things that a lot of the old timey fans just absolutely rave about is uh, most fighting. So and just because uh, I mean. I like the fighting, of course. I think it's entertaining when it's actually a fight and it's necessary. The little grappling matches aren't that great, but help me understand what the actual effects of fighting are. If you boys could, you know, I can borrow you guys for a minute. Help me uh, understand that. Whoever
1: wants to uh, take a crack at it. Ains, hey, do you want to start that off and I'll follow you?
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, re- re- re-ask me that question one more time, if you don't mind, Tyler. What was your question yeah. about off- with fighting? I'm trying to think of how to word off how I want to start it here.
0: So I'm just trying to... I guess I'll say... How important is fighting when it comes to just anything about the sport? I mean, it's one of the only sports... I think it's the only sport that allows bare-knuckle boxing and such. So I, wanted, I just wanted your guys' take on... like Help me understand how important it really is to the sport of hockey, yeah. if you could.
3: Yeah, no. Okay. That, yeah, thank you for re-explaining there. That helped no me problem. A Um. You know, hockey... You know, we got to remember a lot of people – I was just actually talking to someone at night about hockey and fighting. And people, you know, a lot of people say the sport's gotten soft as fighting's gone out. But people have to realize this is not the 1980s. It's is not the 1990s. This is not Steve uh, – or Scott Stevens and, you know, Eric Lindros and all these other guys, these big burly guys like uh, Ty Domi. It's not these kind of guys anymore. The league is – you know, it's shifted focus in the last 10, 15 years. And we've shifted to a league pool of – Smaller speed skill level is higher. You know, it's becoming more skillful game with some physicality, but it's not. Who's going to go out there and you know get the thirteen fights and a game and just absolutely just bloodshed everywhere? And you know, do I think it's still important in this game? Yes, I think fighting is you know just a crucial part of the game as anything else. You know, when you have a bad hit, someone's getting rocked from the corner you want to, you know, you're going to have guys are going to step up and fight it. You know, Ryan Zingle, one of those guys here tonight against uh, Cole Sillinger on the Blue Jackets, got into a fight. And, you know, sometimes you have those moments where, you know, frustration boils over and, you know, you're better off just getting it out of the way there, dropping the gloves and going. But in terms of just the growth of hockey, fighting's necessary when you need maybe a momentum switch, like a shift in momentum going another way, or when, you know, a bad hit, Someone, you know, is out there, run their mouth, jarring. you know, every now and then it's needed, but in terms of just, in terms of how often it is in the game, you know, this is just, it's with the way, more than HL grows in the next 15 years, it's just going to get more and more speed, skill, and, you know, fine's going to still be a part of it, but these enforcer guys are going to slowly find their way out just because they're not going to be needed as much anymore.
1: So, my thoughts on fighting, first off, taking aside what it does to the players and we've seen look at the Derek Bugard story absolutely tragic um, and you see it mainly with enforcers, mainly with guys who fight because they're out there bare knuckle boxing. You're doing a legitimate huge amount of damage to your body and your brain out there but taking all of that aside even I'm not a big fan of fighting in hockey at all I understand that it might. I understand when it's to stick up for a teammate because the teammates appreciate it, but it's not going to stop that dirty hit from happening again. The guy is going to go out there. We had a hit where uh, I can't remember who it was, but he took out the knee of, um took out the knee of one of our players and Russell jumped in there and fought him and, got absolutely thrashed. It's not going to stop him. And in fact, that same player went out and did a dirty hit the very next game. If you're out there and you're doing dirty hits and you're fighting, you're not going to be scared of another fight. And then for momentum shifts, I I don't understand how a fight can change momentum. Because why is that other guy dropping the gloves? If you're going out there to try to change the momentum of your team... That's exactly what the other guy is out there trying to do, too. It just, it winds up washing itself out, and you see yourself, well, back where you started. And let's be honest, too, most fights aren't even that entertaining to watch. Uh, one's, there's been maybe, what, two really good, true heavyweight brawls this year? I mean,. I don't know. I'm not a fan of hiding in the hockey. That's my thoughts on it. Um, if anybody wants to counter that, be my guest. Chase hey, Haynes, guys, got anything on that?
2: No, man, I don't. Uh, I can see it from from both sides, honestly. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely dying, and um, you know, especially when the injuries occur and everything like that, and. Uh, the the rigor and, like, the long-term effects of, uh, you know, head injuries and, and stuff like that. Or, you know, I mean, you look at those old scrappers' hands, I mean, they, they are just tore up for sure. Um, so, I mean, you hate to see that. Obviously, um, it did have a more prominent role in its day. Um, like even uh, Haynes kind of alluded to it, it is, it is dying out here. Um happens rarely, but... Uh, you know i I was always uh one of the ones that uh it it kind of excited me but uh that was kind of more back in the day when the when the coyotes first moved here we had uh you know like brad may rick Tockett, and you know those guys around here you know keith kachuk coming to jeremy roenick's defense um with darian hatcher um you know for, for that kind of stuff but uh you know a lot of it is definitely unnecessary in in my eyes but uh you know it's it definitely played its role for sure uh that's you know kind of all i have to say about it
0: Ains got any last comments anything like that before we move on to the next topic
3: no i you know you know like granny said you know it's both we me and granny both make great points there in terms of things you know chase had a lot of great things to say as well so i don't think there's much to add to it i think we kind of have all kind of tackled it separately and you know, kinda of all gave our great insights on in what we think about it. Yeah. all right
1: in all honesty, it's just it's one of those subjects. I don't think you could pull two hockey fans and get a hundred percent agreement on it. Exactly. It's, it's one of those things. Um and I'll admit there was like a game I went to a wild again versus jets game and I'm not a big fan of fighting, but Marcus Fligno went out there had a phenomenal fight and that got me, that got me riled up. It's the first time a fight's gotten me riled up in probably about three years, but (laughs) it, it, it does help. I, I can see it both ways, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I, yeah anyways move on
0: all right well i do feel a little bit more educated boys i appreciate your input chase have you do you have our pain index for the week sir what's the forecast
2: <laughs> uh obviously coming off a couple uh good good uh overall performances obviously like we kind of alluded to uh previously nothing was perfect or anything like that so, still long stretches uh so uh, the pain meter has gone down significantly, though, still. I would say I'm pretty comfortably numb. <laughs> comfortably <laughs> uh, numb. Good song. And, uh, you know, just for the reasons being, obviously, um, getting to see some boys step up, um, kind of uh, make an impact on the game, obviously. Um, Chickrin's kicking back in. Uh love Capo Bianco's confidence. Um, Keller, Hayton. Kraus I mean the list goes on and on of, of players that uh, you know have shown me little spurts of uh, of good play Um uh, so it makes me happy um, and then the other side of that coin is um, uh, you know obviously like we alluded to previously as well it's tank season and so you know getting points and everything like that so I mean yeah I mean we're, we're, we're still going to be down there for sure but uh, you know it's it's kind of weird to be on a two game winning streak <laughs> during this, uh, this season. So, um, interesting to say the least. So got some ups and some downs that kind of level me right off right in the middle of, there of comfortably numb,
0: comfortably numb, went from taco sauce, packet to the eye to comfortably numb in a couple of weeks. It's, it's pretty good. That's good yeah. to hear. Pretty good. Well, all right, before we get into the next thing, um, we had a bit of a situation with the Dallas Stars, who they're not my favorite team. they are actually probably, like, I know, like, the Kings are our rivals and all that, but I've actually hated the Dallas Stars more for years. I just, I don't like them, don't care for them, don't like them at all, nothing they do. Um, But, that being said, they uh did a bit of a, I mean, gosh, it, it's pretty egregious. Um, Riley Tufty, right? Did I say that right, Haynes? I think I got that one right. Yeah, you're right. All right, look at me improving. That's character development, boys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He uh, got his chance to play in the show and was a healthy scratch right Right down before the game, paid for his family's tickets. But um, I believe, uh, Haynes, you wanted to grapple on this one for us, right?
3: Yeah. um, All right,
0: sir. Let's hear it.
3: Yeah, I mean… You kind of kind of hit everything. I kind of just go over it from what I heard from from where I heard it inside sources. Um, uh, Granny will tackle a little bit more, but this was he Minnesota, coming up to Minnesota, kid from here. He wanted to have his family come in town to watch him. He used all of his call-up money from uh, Texas and the HL to Dallas, used all of his call-up money to buy tickets from the box office. He didn't get these for free. He had to buy these from the box office. Was short on money, and his teammate Nick Bukestad actually chipped in. and I think bought three or four of the remaining tickets for his family. Kid all set, was ready to play. Hour four game time. Gets the call from head coach. He is scratched for the night. And it, it I'm not infuriated by it. I mean, it, it was more of just disappointment. I'm disappointed by the coaching staff's decision here. They knew. I mean, they had to have known that this kid had you know asked family to come in town he had you know bought all these tickets you had to think the coaching staff knew about what was going on and for them to last second after all this say you know riley we're gonna we're gonna scratch you for the night i mean not really frustrated i am i mean it is a bad move by the team though it's a really poor look and you know karma came back and got them they lost seven to two to minnesota so you know i think at the end of the day that was kind of a I Riley Tufty kind of got the last laugh there at the end of the day. He may not have gotten to play and you know, he spent all his money on it, but you know, he got to watch the team lose seven to two after you know, not playing. So, a uh, bad move on Dallas. And I hope kind of going forward, they can kind of learn off this mistake here because that they ruined something special for this kid and it, it was just it's a bad look for them. But what do you think, Grandy?
1: So, I'm a Minnesotan, I was born here and I currently moved back here about four years ago and I live up here again um, this is a hockey crazed state Our we have a song that plays every wild game called the state of hockey we proudly call ourselves the state of hockey Um, and to put this in perspective Nick Bukestad isn't a teammate of Riley Tufties, he's a player for the Minnesota Wild but he's another fellow Minnesotan. He understands how big it is to play on Minnesotan ice for another Minnesotan. And he stepped up, despite not being on the same teams, stepped up to pay for these tickets. All indications were, in the days leading up to it, that Riley Tufty was playing. All indications were that he was playing. To bench him... An hour before the game. After he did all of that. It's just ridiculous. It's just. He talked about how. When he had diabetes. Young he had complications with it. And he was at Gillette Children's Hospital. Here in Minnesota. In the cities. Um, And he got to go to a game. While there. And that's when he fell in love with the sport. And when he fell in love. Love with that rink, XL Energy Center. Yeah, I think it was an incredibly low blow to do to him. And I mean, if you're looking for a spark to get your team going, play the kid from Minnesota that just bought that many tickets and used every cent of his from calling up being called up to buy these tickets and got help from another player on the other team to buy tickets he's going to play his heart out he's going to give you 110% he's going to fly down the ice why not play him I don't understand it it's just every kid who grew up in Minnesota dreams of playing on that ice anyways that's that's really all I have to say about it Chase Tyler you have any thoughts you want to add to it Got anything, Chase? You can go ahead and go if you'd like.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, just kind of reading what uh, you know had found on Twitter, a couple articles. uh, Extremely disappointed. Um, Just, just feels wrong to me. Um, Made me happy that they got freaking waxed on by Minnesota um, after it all happened. Um, You know, it's just an unfortunate situation. Um and something that's probably gonna stick with Tufty for, you know, uh, probably a while. Um, you know, I mean, um I, I know it would stick with me for a while, um, uh, if the organization kind of pulled something like that on me. Um and I know it wasn't the whole organization, ultimately it was the head coach that's uh, you know, made that decision. Um, but I it just kind of I mean, honestly kind of disgusted me to to be honest with you um i made me cringe reading reading these things and um and just just unfortunate i i feel for the kid um you know to be able to make your debut up in your home states um on minnesota nice uh, like grandy had alluded to i mean that's just uh that's that's every kid's dream right so it's it's just man Unfortunate to say the least, um, and yeah, I mean it—it uh, kind of it—it disgusted me for sure. Um, but that's kind of all I have on it, Tyler. You got anything to add?
0: Yeah, I got just uh, one thing. I hate the Dallas Stars. That's it. All right. So it's a tank season for us all, boys, as we all know, and have uh, are comfortably numb on this week. To throw in a plug for the last segment. Um, but anybody else participating in the uh, tank bowl with us? Thank you for that, uh, U-Tree. I appreciate that uh, That term. Um, Haynes, especially, uh, our resident writer here, a little Shakespeare. Uh, who's with us in this tank bowl, do you think? Any any serious competition you're kind of scared of that may swoop in and take that pick?
3: You know, um, Ottawa You know, is kind of one of those things that, you know, recent – I know that if I, – I know we're like maybe I think like two or three points off Ottawa, you know, Ottawa – one of those teams who, you know, a lot of people, you know, expected this year, even their general manager said that this rebuild was over. And, you know, they've kind of been dealt a bad hand recently. I mean, we're talking a team who's been hit with COVID, a lot of protocols, uh, you know, missed some games and had three games played. A lot of players have been out and, you know, that's really affected them. And, you know, Chicago's not out of this race. Chicago's two or three or four points ahead of us as well. So, you know, I really wouldn't discredit Chicago being out of it yet. And, you know. Other than that, I would say you know Montreal. I mean, they're still not the greatest looking. They've you know turned it a little bit, not so much, but uh, yeah, I would I would say the Kais definitely aren't out of it. And with the recent amount of wins they've been piling together, they're definitely uh, creeping kind of back up in there with some teams. So if they if they want to keep in that bottom, they they got to be careful on how much they're winning here. But you know, nevertheless, stay competitive in games. But there there's definitely some teams out there that are seeing how they're playing and they're and they're keeping the tabs. And you know. They're looking at it as, you know, we lose five, six more games than Arizona wins, you know. We could snag the best odds of that first overall pick. So you never know, but the Coyotes definitely aren't the only team right now sitting down, looking pretty, waiting for that first overall pick. But what do you all think?
1: Uh, yeah, I think uh, – I do think Ottawa, when they catch back up to us in games played, will have passed us up a little bit at least. Um, Seattle's kind of worrying me. Um, Their underlying numbers have started to slip a bit. They have some of the worst goaltending in the league this year. That's never a good sign. I mean, the only team that's had worse so far is, well, us. And uh, Montreal. Montreal has the second worst underlying numbers in the league, again, next to us. To me, those are the three big dogs in the race with us. Chicago's already climbed up four points in ahead of us and they do have a game in hand. I mean, it then it's a little bit too early to be scoreboard watching granted, but I just think that they're too talented to finish where we are. Um the big thing that's going to come though is as these teams make trades us included, they'll get worse. So It's going to be curious to see how it goes the rest of the year. But if I had to put my money on who would be our biggest competition, I'm going to have to say Seattle or Montreal, which is a bummer. I want Montreal to win. I want them to get that 11th overall pick so they can hand it over to us on a silver platter. It Mm -hmm. kills me to say that. Yeah. What about you boys?
2: Yeah, I honestly, uh, you guys hit the nail on the head, man. I don't have much to add to it. So, Grandy, I would, I would agree. Um, just uh, um, with the with the teams that you stated, um, one that's uh, kind of surprised me is Buffalo. I thought they'd be right next to us, obviously, but uh, I mean, they're not crazy good or anything like that. But they've already won more games than you know I, I expected them to. Uh, so they're they're kind of out of the picture as far as uh, you know what we're trying to do. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's pretty much all I have to add to it. Um, so, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, we don't find ourselves in a, a D back spot uh where we're at the last game and uh, you know, we're you know, just need to lose to not um, you know, pass, pass up a team at the end and uh, you know, find a way to pull out a win and essentially lose the number one picker in this case for hockey, the, the better odds to land the number one pick. But, um, you know, it's definitely the last thing that I'd like to see. Um, definitely need to have, uh, you know, highest pick possible here. So, um, it's going to be interesting. That is for dang sure, especially, you know, like what you said about trades and everything like that, these teams will start making trades, um, you know, shipping out, uh, contracts or, you know, players getting back prospects and, Um, all that good stuff so they are going to get worse and uh, so just hopefully we can get uh, you know more of uh, more of our trade bait players uh, enough value built up and you know kind of unload them as well so um, interesting to see I'm here for it and uh, gonna be crazy to watch it all unfold for sure
0: be a very interesting tank bowl indeed I'm hoping we come out on top Oh, that silver platter thing sounded nice too, Grandy. Very good. So, Stathead, Grandy, if I could borrow you for a second. You said you wanted to talk something about the Stanley Cup and 80% of the people making the playoffs and such. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just pass it on to you, sir.
1: Well, really, what I wanted to talk about was kind of as a group talk about who we thought would fall out of the playoffs um, or who we thought was likely to make the playoffs and who was likely to fall out from here on out because... Thanksgiving week from here on out 80% of the teams that are in the playoffs Thanksgiving week stay in the playoffs and make the playoffs. Obviously that 20% happens. The Coyotes were that the year we traded well actually no we weren't we made the playoffs that year. So this the stat holds true. Um so I'm just going to read off real quick the playoff teams for the Western Conference and Eastern Conference and I think we should all pick a team that we think is a surprising Stanley cup favorite or a team that is, uh, that we think is going to fall out of the race. So, uh, in the Western conference, we have Minnesota, St. Louis, Winnipeg in the central Calgary, Edmonton, Anaheim in the Pacific with a wild card of Vegas in Nashville. In the East, we have Florida, Toronto, and Tampa in the Atlantic Carolina Washington in the New York Rangers in the Metro in Columbus and Pittsburgh in the wild card. So, uh, yeah, who do you guys think is going to fall out and who do you think, who do you guys like having seen a quarter of the season as Stanley cup favorites right now? You
3: know, I, yeah, I'll take it first here. You know, um, kind of looking off on the East Coast, you know, I would not be surprised to see Pittsburgh. You know, this is a team right now that's been playing without Crosby, Malkin for, you know, parts of the season. I would not be surprised to see Pittsburgh at this point of the season fall out. Um, I don't know necessarily if I'm going to go the extra mile to say New Jersey's the team that's going to make it in. But, you know, I would not be surprised if it's a toss-up between uh, Philadelphia, Detroit, and Boston. You know, that's a a three-way kind of split down there. New Jersey, you know, could prove us wrong. They could be in this, you know – come two months later but you know right now i'm i don't see pittsburgh staying in i think this year they miss out on it and i would not be surprised like i said if philadelphia detroit or boston makes that last wild card spot and in the west i don't see nashville staying in i think nashville brings all the way to the end of the season but i think at the end of the day colorado is eventually going to get very consistent fesna type goalie play from Kemper on a on a frequent basis and Kyle Raj is just going to end up being too much, and they're, just going to, they're going to overpower Nashville for that last playoff spot and take the last wild card spot. But uh, what do y'all think about that?
1: If I may take it next, um, yeah, Colorado's the Colorado's the easy when we all know they're making the playoffs; they're not missing. And I think Anaheim or Nashville is going to talk is going to make it. But honestly, the main reason I wanted to bring this up was the. Most surprising team that might be a Stanley Cup favorite right now being the Calgary Flames. Seven shutouts in 19 games played. Um, They're getting the best goaltending in the league. Uh, surprising surprising uh, leaps forward by guys like Mangia, Pian- Mangia Piani. Oh, I just butchered that. Mangia Pani. There we go. Um, surprising starts from guys like that just they have been incredible and they don't look like they're going anywhere. Um that's just shocking to me to see. I would have told I would have said at the beginning of the year they weren't even making the playoffs. And then in the east, I think Carolina or Florida are gonna be the two teams most likely battling for the Stanley out there. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I think there's three teams that you could flip, that you could really flip a coin between and who's going to fall out and who's going to make it between New York, Columbus, and Pittsburgh. There's a good chance that the East stays the same because the Pittsburgh did just get Crosby back. So they should see a bump from that. But at the same time, it's just tough because Pittsburgh seems like they're just so ready to fall apart, too. But uh, that's my that's really my thoughts on it. I got some actually.
0: Okay. And surprisingly, I, when uh, Haynes was like uh, Nashville and then Colorado, I was like, "Holy crap!" I was in sync with the with the guys. Like that's pretty cool. I've been missing a lot of hockey, but I was like, "Yeah, I don't think Nashville's going to make it, and Colorado obviously is going to catch up." I mean, it's, it's Kemper. I mean, we know what he's capable of. That was one of my picks, so happy about that. And then uh, Pittsburgh too. I think they've been ready to kind of just shit the bed whenever, to be honest with you. I've just been waiting for that. I'm waiting for the glorious day when they're at the bottom of the league. That's all my thoughts on huh? it. Unfortunately with my work schedule, I'm not going to watch as much hockey as I wanted, but so I'm short this time. Hopefully, mid-season I'm able to get more in there. Uh, Chase, you want to wrap this up for us?
2: Yeah. Um, it's kind of crazy, man. Like um, I finally never thought I'd see the day where I where I think Pittsburgh's actually going to fall out, but definitely think that that's going to happen. Um, and then the out West, I agree Nashville, but I, I don't think they've got the the personnel or, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they make moves at the deadline to try to bolster that. But, uh, I mean, Colorado, low start, obviously, but, uh, you know, I mean, that, that team is stacked. Um, they're going to be there in the end. Um, as far as cup favorites, um, Right now, I don't know, I mean, out east, I think you're looking probably Tampa again, uh, maybe Boston, um, I feel like they're gonna go on a run. They seem to always do that um out west, Seattle, no, I'm just kidding, um probably vegas um and i'm gonna throw colorado in there man I, I just think that uh you know they're gonna get their stuff uh kinked out and worked through and um once they get firing on all cylinders man i just, I just that, that team's gonna to be tough to beat so i mean that's that's pretty much where where i've got it going um but that that obviously could change um you know depending on what happens um and uh, trade deadline etc and so I mean we'll see, but uh, you know that's, that's my thoughts
0: on it so far. Well, all right. Sounds like uh, we got a good, interesting rest of the season to go on about. So I think it was today was officially unveiled, but yesterday, the day before, it was leaked. Uh, new Jersey Devils got a new third jersey, I guess first time in uh, franchise history, and it just got me thinking. Uh, you know, it's been about four ish years since Adidas took over, and some interesting designs have come out. I just wanted to kind of have a bit of a conversation about. The recent jerseys, the last couple of years, uh, I've definitely had some misses, a couple of wins here and there, especially with the uh, White Kachina getting brought back. But um, what do you uh, what do you guys think of that jersey labeled jersey?
3: You know, I think that's a, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. It's a, it's a it's a, it's a funny kind of play on words there. You know, I've seen bring hockey back kind of make the joke already about selling shirts that say in the same style across the front of them you know it's funny i i I totally get where new jersey is coming from with this uniform i know a lot of people see it as in uh you know a faux mock makeup of you know the blackhawks winter classic jerseys but you know marty berdor new jersey Devils legend assistant gm to the team he was one that designed these uniforms and they're based off the old newark bulldogs that played in new jersey for the longest time and you know, the logos and the uniforms are direct copies of those, even including the word mark across the front. Now, it's changed up a little bit than what Newark wore, but I get where they're coming from. I just, I, they could have played a little bit more. I think some red could have been thrown a little bit more. I love the drop shadow on the numbers. I love the drop shadow on the jersey outline. But, you know, I agree with you, Tyler. I think DS last few years, there have been some misses. The Pamba Lightning Storm Gray, also ones where it's like a. Blended effect down into wasn't the hottest. Detroit's uh, reverse retro was not the hottest. You know, there's a couple teams where they really missed some really good opportunities to make some really good uniforms. But there have been some teams who have really hit the mark with you know white Kachina coming back. That was a real big thing. The LA Kings reverse retro was a big hit with people. Florida Panthers reverse retro. So you know, in the day, I, I get where everybody's coming from the New Jersey thing. You know, I, I had a good chuckle at, but I, I get where they're coming from, and I really like the direction they went with it. But I think they could have definitely gone a little bit more red and not you know, played so much as to the oh, black and white cray that you see in uniform. So I applaud them, but I think a little bit of work could have been done more to them.
0: Might be a hot take. I know, surprising, coming from me, right? But I actually like those Tampa Bay Lightning Storm Gray ones, to be honest with you. I dig them. They're, pretty, they're different. I, I like taking risks, and sometimes you win, obviously, uh, with those jerseys, in my opinion, and you lose with the New Jersey one. But I, I don't know. I, I think Tampa Bay's was good, and most of was, most of the reverse retros, excuse me, were pretty good. With Detroit being the most egregious, that was just I don't, I don't know, fire. Whoever thought of that one? Who wants to take it next?
2: Yeah, I'll go. Um, I mean, seeing the jerseys, seeing you know the memes that have come of it. Um, I, well, I don't think that they're the worst thing in the world. It's like I mean, they just they don't really do anything for me um you know like doesn't catch my attention or make me be like oh you know that that's that's a sweet sweater or anything like that it's just kind of eh doesn't really move the needle for me at all either way um but i, I think it's uh obviously it could have been um enhanced and, and stuff like that um but i mean as far as adidas goes um i think you know they, they've done they've done good um I I've, I've I've liked it. Um, most of the time. Um there have been some misses like E Boys alluded to. Uh but I, I feel like most of the time it, it's it's they've been pretty solid. Um, you know, obviously um the designs and everything like that that we all love that have come back, such as White Kachina and stuff like that. I mean it it's kind of hard to mess those up if you don't, you know, um Take liberties with the design or you know anything like that um uh, so i mean to me they look fantastic uh, look just as good as you know the first time i saw them back in 96 or 97 um and i just freaking love them man it, it makes me so happy that they're back um but uh yeah i mean as far as the the new jersey jersey uh definitely interesting um i've loved seeing the shirt uh meme and then uh, i saw a hat one as well where it just says hat across the front so um, i I don't think those are <laughs> gonna go away for a little while but uh you know it's it's i mean it's it's not the worst thing i've ever seen but uh you know it just i mean it doesn't excite me either i expect it a little bit more i guess is where i'm trying to get at but uh Grandy, you got anything to add
1: yeah. Um, first off, Tyler, as bad as the Detroit one was, the Anaheim ducks called and they want their worst reverse retro back. Oh, that's true. Actually, <laughs> I'll give you that. That's right.
0: I I forgot oh, about it. That's how bad it is. I forgot about it. But Awful jersey.
1: Overall, I think Adidas has done a fine job. I mean, a lot of these design choices are on the teams more so than they are Adidas. Uh the reverse retros just that was a that was a home run. Even the teams with the bad jerseys, it was just a home run. It was a great idea, well executed for most of the teams. Some teams were pretty bland, some teams were pretty meh. Oh, there was just quite a few just absolutely fantastic jerseys, though. Um, Be ready right for
3: round two. Be right for round two. They, I've heard reports that they've talked about maybe next season doing a second like installment of reverse retro jerseys.
0: I would love to have like the I NBA mean, does the city editions. I would love that. I would. Yeah, totally I've agree heard. That.
3: I've heard. I have i do not yeah. know if it's true, but I've heard talks about reverse retro being brought back, like a two point version.
1: God, please. Well, I know I saw. I know they were talking about how they kind of wanted to go the NBA route and have like city type jerseys, just a rotating jersey that's new every year. I know I heard somebody talking about that as the reverse retros were on. I can't remember who it was, but it was just a podcast I was listening to. But yeah, those were just knocked out of the park. I mean, Arizona and Minnesota both just were fantastic. Absolutely. Fantastic reverse retros. As far as the devil's Jersey goes, it's too bland it's got too many stripes, I get the 23 stripes for 23 counties. There's got to be a better way to show it. I mean, there's got to be. There's got to be something you can do other than just slap the word jersey on there. Like, I love the font. I love the font. I love the red underneath the the letters. There's stuff about it that I love. But it's just so... Well, I mean, the best way I can think of to describe it is it looks like somebody who has no, who should have no business designing jerseys, designed it.
0: That's some uh, shade. That's some big shade, there, buddy.
2: Hey, that's, that's the truth, man. <laughs> but yeah, not but great.
1: That's yeah. That's really all I have to say. At, say at that.
0: Yeah. Uh, sorry, New Jersey, but that no, you need a new jersey there's your pun for the day. Well, as it is a Thanksgiving episode, I thought it'd be a fun idea to talk about the coyotes-related things that we're thankful for, if we uh, could. A bit mushy-gushy, but I think it's it's a good time of year for that, especially as it, we're almost hitting our one-year anniversary of the pod here in a couple months. Uh, so what coyote stuff are you boys thankful for? I guess I can go ahead and go first before we uh, get into it. I'm thankful for... Uh, again the, the cancer night that's definitely one thing that i uh just absolutely loved the whole presentation definitely on a dry eye uh that night and i'm also thankful for the day, the embracing of arizona this new um what do you call that advertising firm or whatever you call those um love that they're embracing arizona they're embracing the underdog outsider kind of look so definitely glad we're kind of finding our identity off the ice and hopefully it translates to our Shiny new arena when we get our tattoos on game one. Uh, Who would like to go next, boys?
1: Yeah, I will. Um, I'm thankful for Clayton Keller taking a monster leap this year, even if the stats don't show it. He is a much improved player. I'm thankful for Dylan Gunther lighting up the W. Josh Stone by up the NCAA, and I am thankful for eight picks in the top sixty-four next season.
2: Sure, those are definitely some good choices. Uh, I'm going to throw it all the way back. I'm thankful that uh, you know the Coyotes were brought to Arizona in the first place. Uh, as far as more recent, obviously, um, thankful that uh, we do seem to have um, ownership that is definitely committed to the Valley. And actually, the whole state really. Um, thankful for the ownership, um, you know, for putting resources in um, to our scouting department, so paying that. So, like Granny said, thankful for those picks that we got coming up. Be interesting to see what we make happen with those. Um, but, uh, you know, just, just thankful for that, uh, you know, no matter what has happened or anything like that. Um, this group seems to be hell bent on promoting the game of hockey around here. And, um, I know it has been like a you know, long sample size or anything like that. Um, but, uh, definitely feels like, um, uh, more effort has been put in than obviously anything before it's, so, um, uh, you know, obviously, you know, NHL winning this for a while, um, uh, didn't, uh, didn't get much, um, uh, of that stuff trying to spread out here. But uh, definitely feels like we're headed in the right direction. And uh, obviously thankful that we have a team still. And that has, you know, brought me uh, into this podcast, making it with you boys. So thankful that we have the opportunity to sit here and talk hockey on a weekly basis and uh, definitely a great time and very appreciative of that. But uh, that's, that's what I got.
3: Yeah, you know, um, I'm thankful for two kind of things. My funnier one is I'm thankful for Christopher Colanos, all those years ago making future Hall of Fame – well, Hall of Fame going Patrick Wall cry. That will forever be a rent-free moment in my head that just will play on repeat until I die. It's so funny. But um, Jay, uh, Chase, you kind of stole mine there, but I'm glad you did. You know, I'm uh, I'm thankful that the Coyotes – have committed for so many years when people didn't want them there to stay there. I mean, it, it seems like this team, everybody's against them. The city of Arizona didn't want them there. This At one point with Glendale, every other NHL team's fans don't want them there. They're calling for them to move all the time. And, you know, I, I'm thankful that the Coyotes' ownership, especially with the new regime with, you know, Morello and Gutierrez, I'm glad that those guys are fully committed to wanting to make Arizona – that permanent home. I mean, that team belongs there. They're not going to move from there. I mean, they proved hockey can work there. You've seen the prospects and the talent that have come out of that state in the last five, six years. And, you know, I'm just, I'm thankful that they've continued to fight and, you know, always reassure fans, even like after the season, when we right now don't know where we're going to be. I'm just glad that they have, they're there reassuring us that no matter what happens, wherever we go, we're going to be in Arizona forever. And I'm just, I'm thankful that they give us hope all the time, even when, it feels like every time we turn our backs, we're always dealing with something new drama-wise with the Coyotes.
0: That too. Uh, we definitely are. And I'm also thankful for everyone that listens to us uh, every week. Uh, we appreciate it. I mean, uh, speak with the boys here for sure. Uh, just absolutely thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to us uh, this past uh, almost year. I look forward to making more content for you guys. But before we get into my question of the week, Grandy, I believe you had something you wanted to say or something like that?
1: Yeah, so I was thinking just a fun little thing to do every week is just take the uh, tankathon.com, pull up their mock draft, and just hit sim lottery on it once. Okay. Whatever, do it. whatever results we get. And this is just kind of show the randomness of the lottery. And uh, just to have a little fun with the rebuild. Okay. So I'm looking at the blanks right now, it's reset. And let me sim lottery. Buffalo wins the lottery to move up seven spots to pick Jay- Shane Wright. Wow. Slide one spot and pick Juraj Slavkovsky. He's actually a very. It? He is actually a very exciting prospect out of. Uh, I think it's Slovakia. Um, I would recommend reading more on him. If you guys want to know more, don't really have time to get into the ins and outs of him, but he's a guy that I would definitely be excited to have on this team. All right. And there we go.
0: That's a I'm glad you pronounced that name. Cause I would have butchered that. So thank you for sticking, uh, trying that out. So my question of the week voice, if we're ready, uh, it's a really simple one again, Thanksgiving themed episode. Uh, so I thought which, uh, Let's see. Bring two Coyotes players Thanksgiving dinner, past or present. I have mine. I'm going to go first so I don't get stolen. I'm going to go ahead and uh, say, obviously, Shane Doan, my absolute hero, icon, idol, and Ilya Brizgalov, because I think having him at Thanksgiving dinner would be the funniest thing, especially with a couple of beers. So those are my two picks. Uh, who would like to go ahead and invite <laughs> someone to Christmas dinner? Or Thanksgiving dinner. Excuse me.
2: Oh, uh. I'm going to go Keith Kachuk because he was my favorite growing up. Just for the sheer enjoyment of it, I'm going to go Biz Nasty. Uh, there's, oh, so many, there's so many people that I'd like to you know, put in there, but uh, definitely growing up, Chuck was my favorite. And then just always freaking get a kick out of Biz Nasty. and he just Everywhere he goes and everything he does is just electric. So I'm uh, going to have some of that around for Thanksgiving as well.
1: Hey, you got yours and you need a minute.
3: Um, uh, I, I, I kind of want to let you go, Grandy, just because I, I don't want to, like, steal you, because I always seem like I steal someone's answer, I want sure. you to go, and then I'll play off of you, because I've already, I, already, already had Biz Nasty and Shane done taken away from me, so I, no. I have to rethink answers here. Oh, you okay. can say
0: the same ones, it's fine.
3: No, I want to go different, I want to be different this week.
1: So fair enough, sir, fair enough. <laughs>
0: Carry I on. I have
3: to rethink, I have to rethink my answers, Grandy, <laughs> you can go, I gotta rethink who I want to pick. I am
1: going to go to the best personalities of Coyotes have ever had. Okay. JR would just be mm. he would be that crazy uncle that's entertaining even if you have to groan at a lot of his stuff and kind of watch what comes out of his mouth a bit. <laughs> um, You never know where he's going to go next. You never know what he's going to say next, but he definitely has a personality to carry the room, and next, I'm gonna go song himself, Keith Yandel Just, I don't I don't even think I really need to go further on that. The guy has one of the best personalities, one of the best senses of humor we've ever had on this team.
0: absolutely. That's, those are good. that's solid choices, really good
2: choices. Haynes
3: yeah, right, I got him. Y'all didn't take him from me. The two I thought first one, Clayton Keller. Y'all know I'm a granny, you know that Tyler, we convert into one Keller, Keller Stan. I will stand on the top of the hill. I will die with that honor of defending Clayton Keller until I cease to no longer exist. Clayton Keller's one, and the other because I mention his name just all the time. Cause is he not the greatest coyote of all time? Christopher Kalanos. I is- just I I don't know where to get in touch with him. Ugh. I don't even know if he lives in this country anymore. But I don't even know if he can speak English. But just to be able to like <laughs> just ask what it was like to score in Patrick Wall and like just to watch the reaction of him like lose his mind and then get thrown out of a game. That's that's pretty funny. I mean, I I mean I I would be laughing. I don't know if he was laughing. after I would have been laughing. But I mean, yeah, I don't know how to get in touch with him. I don't know if he speaks this, my language or if you know he even is alive anymore i think he is i'm I'm assuming he is but uh chris if you're listening to this please come to my thanksgiving dinner on thursday i would love to ask you some questions about uh scoring on patrick wall back in uh i think 2000 maybe 99 90 i don't know one of those years i want to talk to you about scoring on patrick wall it's iconic in hl moment
0: it's a pretty good pick I have a feeling. Does that video like just play in the back of your head, like twenty four seven?
3: It really does. I, I literally <laughs> sleep at night, and i like my eyes will shoot up in the, middle of the night, dead asleep, and I'll be like making an NHL goalie or uh, grown uh, Hall of Famer goalie guy priceless. And I can just picture Kalina's coming in, scoring, and all you hear is now Patrick throws his stick every time. Just in the back of my head, I wake up. It's like the pit, uh, the fitness gram pacer test, and just starts playing in my oh, head. Yeah. And I just speak <laughs> in my sleep. Just speak the whole video.
0: You, know, you don't count I, sheep, you I, count Kalanos.
1: That is that is a video. If I'm having a shit day, that's a video I have pull up to.
3: It, I literally made a gif about it. I literally, I literally made a gif. So if I ever want to watch it for fun, I, I just go to my photos, <laughs> click on it, and just watch Patrick Waugh just lose his mind.
0: Go into the group chat. I want to see that. That's for sure.
3: I got you guys. Don't worry.
0: Well, boys, if that's it, are you ready to wrap this thing up? Yeah. Yeah. And you said, Haynes, hey, you said Howlers and Growlers is taking a week off, right?
3: Yes, we are taking this week off in um, honor of U.S. holiday. Obviously, I know we have some Canadian viewers and listeners, and with the Chirping Yachts pod, Australia and other countries. Um, taking this week off for the howlers and growlers and observance of U.S. Thanksgiving, we will be back next week. I do not know who yet will be our guest. Pat Brown is insanely talented at finding people. I just show up and just talk. So, um Yeah. We'll be back next week. We will take this week off. We will be back next week with a little bit more in coverage. We'll be able to talk about obviously We'll have some wins. But we'll have a couple more games we'll talk about. But yes, this week we are off. We'll be back next week, Wednesday, normal time, 9 p.m. And it will be out around mid-afternoon on Thursdays.
0: Sounds good. And, boys, so we're all wrapped up here. Anything you want to add before
1: we close it out?
2: No, uh, no man. Go ahead,
1: Greg. Oh, yeah, just... Uh, no, everything's good here. Just actually... I don't know why I said no, because there was something I wanted to add. I just wanted to give a shout out to Howlers and Crowlers because personally they are one of my favorite uh favorite podcasts to listen to and I make sure I catch them every week. I try to like and comment on all their videos. I want them I want them to get as much um views as possible. I want them I want that podcast podcast to succeed just like we are. I it's one of my personal favorites to watch. Both Patrick and Haynes, and well, all their guests, except for when we were on, really oh. knew what they were talking about.
3: Thank so, you, Grandy. Uh, You're making me blush over there. That's true. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for such the kind words. I'm <laughs> glad that y'all tune in and watch us. I, I don't know how many people actually do, but I'm glad you tune in and watch us and <laughs> see me sit there every week in a Hawaiian shirt. Not anymore. I, uh, the Hawaiian streak is, streak is over, sadly, but I'm glad you guys tuned in and enjoyed watching me sit there in a Hawaiian shirt for eight straight episodes or nine straight episodes in Talk Hockey. So I appreciate y'all. I, I appreciate the shout out. I really I came have, in for
0: the Hawaiian shirt, to be honest. That's why I watched.
3: But... I, honestly, I think we may have lost a couple of viewers when they, when they turned on <laughs> episode 10 and I was wearing a button down. They were like, who is this guy? Yeah. I, I literally was waiting to see a comment. I was, like, I was like, yeah, I like Pat, but who's that new host on the show? I literally, I, first thing I said, I jumped in the call and they were like, hey, where's your Hawaiian shirt? I'm like, yep, guys, I'm just going to tell you, I don't have any more. I made nine episodes, and I really did not want to invest any more money into it. And I was just like, it 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 hit a stop sign, top of the roller coaster, tracks ran off, and we just we we free plumbed it straight down. We I just ran out of stuff, so maybe every now and then as a special surprise, I'll throw back with a Hawaiian shirt. But uh, going forward, I (laughs) a lot of flannels. It's colder. Maybe like I don't polos. I don't I don't know. I have to change. I have to look a little more professional.
1: I do have All one right. question for you, though, Haynes. Yeah. Yes. Why am I in the Hockey Writers Discord and not you?
3: Why? Um, you know, <laughs> I <laughs> did join it just recently, the Hockey Writers Discord. I was not in for the longest time, mainly because I didn't know we had a Hockey Writers Discord. <laughs> if I'm going to be completely honest with y'all, Pat's probably going to listen to this and think I'm an idiot for not knowing that. I did not <laughs> know we had a Discord. But, yeah, I think I heard about it like 40 times from y'all and Pat, so I don't know how I just didn't here that we had a discord but i did just join it recently um don't spend much time on it i'm i mean then again i don't spend much time on discord here unless we're doing the pod but uh yeah i i I just didn't know to be honest i just didn't know that we had a podcast uh discord for the hockey writers so uh i'm new (laughs) to the scene so i'm like the newbie on the block joining that now
1: Uh, i was just having fun the last game conversing with pat back and forth because i think me and him were the only two active on there
3: yes i was um that's my fault. I was supposed to be on for the uh, Detroit game. I kind of promised Pal was going to be on for it on Saturday. And uh, South Carolina may or may not have been playing football that night. And I, I may or may not have been watching that instead. Uh, Pat was completely understanding of that. But uh, yes, I'm going to try to be on going forward, try to be on Discord more to talk games with everybody. But uh, yeah, I just kinda, it just kind of was Saturday. Carolina was on football, big thing in the South. And I was like, kind of got to watch this game. But yeah, I'll, I'll be on going forward. I'll be on more. Alright, sounds good. Now that I bullied you into that, thank you yeah, all. For- thank you for ripping me again for a straight second straight week. This time I was here for it. Last week, not so lucky. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, gotta love it. But anyways, thank you all for listening. Remember to like, retweet our videos, or podcasts, comment and subscribe. Rate us five stars. And uh, Let's go, Yotes.
2: Yeah, as always, thank you all. Um, Definitely appreciate you guys all out there uh, listening and uh, helping us or supporting us. Um, Thankful for the boys. Thankful to sit here and talk hockey with you week in, week out. And happy Thanksgiving to you all. I hope you all have a great holiday. Enjoy your family. Um, Make sure that, uh, you know, that uh, everything goes good and everybody stays safe out there. Um, and we will
3: see you next time. Yes, yeah, same as both of them said. I honestly, I want everybody, Canadian, U.S. If you're not celebrating Thanksgiving this Thursday, enjoy your Thanksgiving whenever that is. For everybody that is joining Thanksgiving on Thursday, Happy Thanksgiving to y'all! Thank you for tuning in for another week. So I was not there last week. I will not miss another episode because apparently I got ripped so hard in last week's episode for not being there. So I will make sure I'm go- they're going forward. So I'm not ripped for my. <laughs> fan favorite team of cam Newton and the count panthers for a first off but uh yeah i don't
0: well yeah. from all of us at the chirping Yodies have a safe and happy thanksgiving if you celebrate uh enjoy your families enjoy the turkey the
1: potatoes whatever it is and we will see you next week go coyotes